Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome inside the RP show live on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. It's, uh, yeah, your favorite daytime sports talk show. Number one in Canada and one of them in the United States of America. I'm <laughs> Taryn's laughing already. I can't see whether uh, he's on the camera or not. Let's bring him on the screen. I'm here in the South Florida studio battling gale force winds. Darren is just up the road in beautiful Toronto. Ontario, Canada, not up the road from me, but up the road from the 110th Grey Cup in Toronto. And it's our special Grey Cup week. Oh, boy. Did my go. just get... Yeah. What I tell you, man, what did I tell you about Gale Force wins here? And I thought we were going to have an indoor show today. Uh, no, I might end up having to move it inside. But you know what? It's OK, Moose, because um, you're going to carry. I didn't tell you. The balance of the warm-up today, because you got some great Grey Cup stories. You got some great Grey Cup stories. But uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, um, I'm doing great. What is great about this show and having the um, the Grey Cup, let's say, in the Eastern time zone, is I can go out all night, and the show doesn't start till noon the next day. Next year in Vancouver, that 9 a.m. show call oh. is going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad if you've shaken off any cobwebs from your very late night last night at the, the Grey Cup on the Wednesday uh, that you're, you made it on time. And I see by the screen that we're OK, even though part of my backdrop blew over on a very it's like 40 mile an hour wind. Not crazy in Saskatchewan. We call that Tuesday. But here it's uh, they canceled school today. They canceled school here in Broward County because of the weather conditions, if you can believe. Uh, we don't have a quick six show horn, so I'll roll it. And it rolls in with the breaking news. And I should mention our guests today include Manny Arsenault of the Edmonton Elks wide receiver, former Minnesota Viking receiver and Joey Alfieri of the Montreal Alouettes. They're coming up as part of our special great cap coverage. But we've got breaking news today on this Thursday this is what's awesome about daytime television. The Oakland Athletics move to Las Vegas was unanimously approved today by Major League Baseball, cementing the sport's first relocation 
since 2005. And this is historic. I mean, it's the first time since 05 MLB is allowing a team to move. So after years of complaints about the Oakland Coliseum and an inability to gain government assistance for a new ballpark in the Bay Area, the A's plan to move to a stadium to be built on the Las Vegas Strip with $380 million in public financing approved by the Nevada government. So listen, I see the CFL fans have showed up to talk today, but this is historic, and I want to talk about it. I want everybody's opinion, plus yours, Darren. Now, the team announced April 19th that it bought land in Las Vegas, and then a month later replaced that location with a deal with Bally's and gaming and leisure properties to build a stadium on the Tropicana Hotel Suite, uh, sorry, Tropicana Hotel site, not in a suite, along the Las Vegas Strip. I think we all know this, right? That's right on the south end, right across from New York, New York, Kitty Corner. Nevada's legislature and governor approved public financing for a $1.5 billion, 30,000-seat ballpark with a retractable roof that will be close to Allegiant Stadium where the NFL's Oakland Raiders moved in 2020 and T-Mobile Arena, home of the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. So there's your breaking news. Massive news. The Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas, and I don't. I think people have been watching enough of this show, 1,122 shows to know I'm a right-wing, open-for-business kind of guy. That's what I am. So um, Oakland, I'm sorry, too bad, so sad. They've lost both their teams. Darren, I think about San Diego. They've lost the Chargers to Los Angeles. They're not coming back because they wouldn't build a new stadium there. You can blame whoever you want. You can point fingers and you can hate owners. You can hate government officials, whatever. But your team is gone. And it's just amazing to me because I've been in Las Vegas a lot. I'm not obviously as much of a Vegas guy as I used to be. But it's just hard to believe that when you used to go to Vegas, the only thing there was to watch was college sports. That's all there was there. So we went. And now they got almost everything. That's an unbelievable change in like five, six, seven years. It really is. You used to, where you went to watch sports wasn't to the stadium. It was the sports book to watch them yeah. on TV, right? And and bet and do all that. And that was kind of like going to the game. Um, you know, it is big. Uh, you know, basketball, and they have the WNBA, the Aces, but the NBA is probably on the way. Um, it's become, yeah, a sports town. Uh, we'll see what the athletics do there. But that's always been the story in in Oakland, uh, and I feel for the Oakland fans because there's some diehard fans that will oh. will hate this, and they lose the Raiders, and they lose the A's, and you know they lose. Well, weren't they, uh, the the Warriors were there in Oakland, and now they're in San Francisco. So it, it is. It's it's tough, but at the end of the day, money talks, and you got to go places oh. where you can grow and expand. And the owners, what do you say? He who has the gold makes the rules. The owners want to be in a different market. Want to be in a different market. I want to say hey to Daniel Upsdell, who I don't know if he's a new viewer or not. I haven't seen his name on here before. He writes in here and says, hey, guys, I've been to the stadium in Oakland a few times. Too bad. Jim Wagner writes in and says, hola, amigos. Buenos dias, Jim. Uno mas, por favor. Como estas? You've been to the stadium in Oakland. Did you not go down there for a, or was it Los Angeles, for a, for a uh, stag a few years ago. Have you been to the Oakland Stadium? Yeah, I've been to both. Not the Oakland. Uh, yeah, I have. What am I talking about? The football and baseball was the same place, right? So I was like, wait a second. No, I've been to the football field in Oakland, but it's the same facility. So yeah, I've, I've been there. I watched uh, 
Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs game, but not the athletics. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a facilities thing. We're going to move into, you know, the, our normal topics here today. I could talk about this forever. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a political football, if you will. There's a lot of people that are anti-facilities, anti-new, don't even like sports. So you, that's why we have a vote. And if the Calgary Flames weren't building a new arena, they would be gone. Similar to the A's, the San Diego Chargers, it ain't that hard to figure out. That's why we got a new stadium in Saskatchewan, and the team is, well, the team's not great. The stadium's great. But uh, it depends what you're for, for or against. We're not always going to agree. That's why we have a vote. Okay, back into the quick six show topics. And trust me, we got a lot of time to get to the CFL, but we're also a Canadian show, so we got hockey to talk about. I'm just going to run through what happened last night, and we'll come back on our thoughts. Evander Kane and your Great Cup party stories. That's coming up right away. Evander Kane scored the tying goal in the third period and then completed his seventh career hat trick, 257 into overtime, rallying the Edmonton Oilers to a 4-3 win over the Seattle Kraken Wednesday night. Connor McDavid also scored. Evan Bouchard had three helpers, and Neon Leon had two as the Oilers came back from two goals down to win their third in a row. Stuart Skinner had 33 saves. I see their rocking and rolling. I see the memes. Everybody's partying in Edmonton for now till like next week. In Vancouver, Quinn Hughes scored a 236 of overtime as Vancouver overcame a two-goal deficit to beat the Islanders 4-3 and Bo Horvat's return to Rogers Arena. If you saw, they did the video tribute to him. It was great. He teared up and went to overtime. And as I said, Quinn Hughes scored for a Vancouver win. JT Miller and Brock Besser each had a goal and two assists. Thatcher Demko stopped 30 shots. Brock Nelson, Bo Horvat, and Pierre Engvall scored for New York, who's lost six in a row. And there were only two other games in Raleigh, Owen Tippett, Travis Konechny, and Ryan Poling scored to lead Philadelphia to their third straight road win, 3-1 over the Hurricanes. And in Denver, Joel Kivaranta and Andrew Cogliano scored 21 seconds apart in a five-goal third period in Colorado, routed Anaheim 8-2. That's the NHL story. I don't care, Derek. Believe it or not, amongst the sports fans here that do talk hockey in South Florida, the Vancouver Canucks are what they're talking about. They are the story in the NHL so far. And I don't know if this is going to continue past U.S. Thanksgiving or not, but I hope it does. And Rick Tockett right now is the November coach of the year in the NHL. I got to, they're very close to us thinking they're a playoff team. No. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, I think they, I think right now it's like, not that you want to lock in playoff spots in November because things change and you don't want to get complacent, but they are everything that, you know, we thought they wouldn't be at this point of the year. So yeah, Rick Tockett's absolutely the front runner for coach of the year early. They've got, you know, they're filling the stats board. If you look at the NHL scoring leaders, it's all Vancouver Canucks, uh, the plus 34, the score differential. They're number one in the Western Conference. Um, who would have thought, you know, Thatcher Demko's playing really great and having an early, you know, Vezina type season. Um, lots can change and you have to stay uh, with your, you know, foot on the gas pedal. But yeah, everything's going right for Vancouver. God knows there's enough shows in Canada analyzing the National Hockey League, so we don't have to. But I'll just say this as a guy that knows the game. And I think it would be a shame to not bestow my knowledge of the pure sport of hockey on our audience, Darren. Let's just remember this, the importance of coaching. It's my commentary today at rodpeterson.com and on Saskatchewan radio, the importance of coaching. 
It's all the same players in Vancouver, all the same as Travis Green had and Bruce Boudreau had. As a matter of fact, it's less than because Bo Horvat's gone. And can you even blame Bo Horvat? He got tired of the crappy culture and the crappy attitude. So he wanted out. He pulled the shoot, and he's happy in New York, and yet they're winning without him. And all the credit goes to Rick Tockett. But then you look at Edmonton. I distinctly remember of the 18 million messages that crammed into our brains on a daily basis, I remember some analysts coming out of training camp going, this is virtually the same roster the Oilers ended last season with. And we're all like, oh, man, they should be kicking everybody's ass. Nope. Second worst team in the NHL, fire the coach. <laughs> so do we, do we think Jay Woodcroft is a bad coach? Do we think that? I don't. Do you? No, of course not. He's a good coach. Look what he did with the Oilers last year. Um, do we think Dave Tippett doesn't know how to coach hockey? No, we, we know these guys know how to coach hockey. But, you know, sometimes you need a scapegoat or you need somebody to blame. And that doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just been happening for decades and decades and decades. It's not changing now. Well, I feel like it's more now than it's ever been. And again... The Rod Squad, the people that watch every day, know these regular stories because I tell them all the time. But I've said to the coaches, and you want to be a coach? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And one said, and you want to work with alcoholics and drug addicts? Yeah, 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 good point. You got me. But I just look at Jay Woodcroft and go, he didn't do anything wrong. For whatever reason, though, they needed a change. So he gets thrown overboard. Hey, if you're okay with that, Bob's your uncle. It just, man. I would not for me. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan chiming in. He says, I sure feel bad for Oakland sports fans. Lost the Seals, the Warriors, the Raiders twice, and now the A's. Blame the government. They wouldn't put up public funds for a new stadium. Vegas would. It's pretty simple to me. And they got voted in. So you can put it back on the uh, citizens. I get they didn't sell it well enough. Jen at the Four Seasons writes in and says, good morning, everyone. The oil looked like the oil last night. Nice comeback win and a natural hattie for Kane. Yeah. Let's see how long it lasts. Now, two point two three. Eh. The Great Cup party last night. I can uh, put my feet up here and run to the bathroom because Darren's going to tell <laughs> all the stories. You ventured down the QEW to the Grey Cup media party last night. I've been at it many times. It's always fun. Tell everybody what you saw at one of the greatest parties of Grey Cup. You were there last night. Yeah, it was an awesome time. Uh, Dave Naylor was the host. The party uh, was great. It was at the Hamilton Club downtown Hamilton, which, by the way, I don't know if this is Grey Cup or what the deal was, but Mississauga to Hamilton, normally a 45-minute <laughs> trip, was well over two hours to get there. Almost didn't make the party. No, it was it was awesome. Um, really appreciative of uh, of everybody that put on the party. The Tie Cats Audio Network. Uh, R.J. Broadhead, good friend, uh, was there. He's part of that network. We saw Andy Fantuz. I never saw, told you that last night. Uh, Andy Fantuz was there. He was asking about you. Um, of course, all of our friends were there. Farhan and Dave Naylor and Matt Dunnigan was all smiles and he was there. Um, Rod Smith is going to call the Grey Cup. James Duffy was there. Jim Barker smiling like a butcher's dog. He was having a great time. Everybody was having fun. 
And I think that was the cool part about it. Um, coaches were there. Dave Dickinson showed up. Um, wow. Rick Campbell was there. Um, it was a really, really great time for uh, the media and some of the CFL personalities to get together. Everybody, we're settling into the show topics here. We're just a couple minutes up against a break here. Um, Jim Hobson, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, texted in, and I didn't see it until today when I opened the text line for Sober Carpenter, 902-518-3032. Jim writes in and says, watching your show, yup, 2007, our team was focused. You do a good Andrew Green. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. The offensive lineman of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and formerly of the Rough Riders. Thanks for watching, Jimbo. So, yeah, there are a million stories that we can get to and will because it's our special Grey Cup Week coverage. I got a lot of things to get to here. Uh, 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 uh. We're not going to talk about Evander Kane's past. Let's not do that. John in Edmonton says lots of CFL fans in Hamilton are asking, where is Rod Peterson? It's not a great cup without him. We miss him uh, next year, bro. Uh, we'll get there. But about those parties, because right now on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's all about the parties. It's not the, about the game until maybe Saturday, probably Sunday morning. So I've been at those parties a million times. I can tell you a million stories. I don't remember leaving some of them. <laughs> but you mentioned Rod Smith is going to call the game on Sunday from Kelsey's Roadhouse. And I'll never forget Hamilton Grey Cup. Can't remember what year it was. Was it Hamilton? Where the hell were we? I'm sure I wasn't drinking anymore. Uh, no, you know what? It was, it was a Hall of Fame induction. That's, it was, that's why, I'm, why was that in Hamilton? But it wasn't a Grey Cup. It's Hall of Fame induction 2017. And I was talking with Rod. And you know, did you, did you shake his hand? Oh, yeah. I've shaken yeah. his hand. Big it's hand. like shaking the hand. It's like shaking hands with a porterhouse steak. Yeah. It's like 60 ounces of hand there. And I'll never forget. Shaking hands and then him saying, well, <clears throat> I'm going to go mingle. <laughs> okay, go mingle. Said the same thing last night. Did he? Did he? Yeah. yeah okay, I got to go mingle. That's a good way to break off a conversation, everybody, when you're bored with the person you're talking to. Write it down. It's from Rod Smith. Okay, well, it's been nice. I got to go mingle. He got bored of you, Moose, just like he got bored of me. So we're in the same, we're we're in the same group. (laughs) How about that? Okay, we'll talk about the game. Our poll question today has to do with the game. It's a fun prop bet that we'll talk about. Uh, Troy Westwood, we finally posted it today, what he said yesterday. This is going to be a bloodbath for Winnipeg. And Dave Dickinson, I'm going to throw it out there, Moose, and you know what I'm going to talk about. He wasn't too happy with something coming out of the West Final. We're going to talk about that, Calgary's coach. And Chad Kelly says he had a concussion uh, last week, and that might have accounted for why he was so sucky for the Argos. And that's got the football people. They got some thoughts on what Chad Kelly had to say. So we have a lot to get to today. And I really want to get ahead next hour about tonight's NHL games. Flames and Canucks are a big one. Panthers at the Kings, the Lightning are in Chicago taking on Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. So we got a lot to get to. This is the warm up, and we're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're only a couple points into the warm-up here, the Quick 6 Show topics on this Thursday of Grey Cup Week. Got a lot of exciting NHL games to get to. Thursday night football tonight is another battle of the AFC North, Cincinnati and Baltimore. We'll be talking about that. I do want to mention the Sober Carpenter text line is open for business, 902-518-3033. This is kind of funny. Where the heck is it? Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, if it wasn't morning, I'd be drinking a Sober Carpenter beer right now. He says, it's crazy, but I now prefer Sober Carpenter beer over the regular beer. I know it's that good. And uh, to be honest, Serena said to me the other day, she's like, how's that raspberry sour? Sober Carpenter. I'm like, it's unbelievable. But you're right, Wayne and Victoria, B.C. It's uh, it's better than real beer. Very refreshing. Okay. (sighs) On that great cup vein, just answering some of the questions because they are our audience. You got to give them what they want. John in Edmonton says, Rod, thoughts on no air horns allowed at Grey Cup? I feel bad for the Montreal horn guy. Literally, who cares? If anything, I'm happy about it. If anything, I'm happy. John, uh, well, sorry, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. also says Rod Smith doing the Grey Cup. He's a good guy, but he's not the best play-by-play man. Well, I don't know. That is a subjective thing, and I'm happy for Rod Smith because he is a great guy. He's, I think he's a fantastic play-by-play guy, and I also want to thank the CFL. You know, that gift basket that they sent me, Darren, includes uh, a Grey Cup Yeti, Yeti mug. Serena was like, oh, wow, they went all out, man. Yeah, this is an expensive thing. I got all my CFL stuff out here right now. Um, Let me jump to the poll question, which we do every day for our friends at Key Auto Group. And today it's for Key Yorkton Kia. Unleash the future. The Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT movement that inspires. Today's question is, who will have more rushing yards in the 110th Grey Cup? Winnipeg Blue Bombers running back Brady Oliveira or Montreal Alouettes uh, running back William Stanback? And this is not a surprise. Oliveira is figuratively running away with it. 
with about 70% of the vote of what I've seen so far on Twitter, Darren. That's not a surprise. And I got to say this, I'll defer to you as the football guy in the house. I had to go look up the stats for the East final. I watched the game. I'm like, who's the running back for Montreal? I couldn't remember. Cody Fajardo led them in rushing on uh, Saturday. Just putting that out there. Cody Fajardo led the Alouettes in rushing. And maybe he will again in this Grey Cup. Uh, so I'll vote for Oliveira because that's what they do. Alouettes clearly don't know who they're running, but who their featured back is. Who are you yeah. voting for? Yeah, I'd vote for Oliveira in in a prop like that if it was A or B. Um, and that's what you would expect. Montreal, um, you know, has a little more committee in the backfield. Standback would be the guy, but you're right. Cody rushes the ball well and. Um, they've got other good backs, um, but yeah, for, uh, for Winnipeg statistically, they're probably going to put up flashier numbers. Montreal has to win differently than Winnipeg does. They have to win with defense. They have to win with special teams. They have to play a complete game and they're capable of doing that. But yeah, I'll vote on Oliver. Uh, by the way, Allie has joined the chat from Texas and she says, good morning. I think she said RP squad. Her stars do not play tonight as part of a nine-game NHL slate. Uh, Allie, we're, we're talking Grey Cup here in Hour 1 for those that just joined us. A lot more NHL talk in Hour 2. Our guests today are Manny Arsenault, Edmonton receiver, and uh, Joey Alfieri of the Montreal Alouettes. But this is we're in, a, we're in a deep CFL talk here right now because that it's Grey Cup week, man. It's our biggest week for uh, ratings and eyeballs on the program. What's interesting here, I got to stop, stay out of the chat now for a second and talk about a, a few other things. We've both voted for Brady Oliveira, the Winnipeg running back. While the f- focus is supposed to stay on the Grey Cup and the teams during Grey Cup week, that's not always the case. I remember last year, you were with me. We were at the Grey Cup in Regina. And what happened? Start of the week. Was that not when Calgary traded Bo Levi Mitchell to Hamilton? Wasn't that right at the start of the week and completely stole the whole spotlight? Either there was speculation of it or it did happen. Well, because the guy at the awards on the Thursday had the Bo Levi Hamilton jersey already. Boom. I don't don't remember if it – I think it had happened, right? I think so. I think it happened on the Tuesday. Someone's got to go to the big board. (laughs) I'm just saying – but yeah, the reason a couple, c- couple of things. This is the difference of the landscape of the life that we live in. And um, I, I don't think I'm telling any real tales out of school. And I'll, I'll, I'll gloss over this as much as I can. I know more details than I'm saying, as usual. But Darren was telling me that Calgary Stampeders coach Dave Dickinson. What do you say? He huffed and was uh, upset that there were no media, not one person. At their day before the game news conference of the West Final, Calgary Stampeders at BC Lions, or a semifinal two weeks ago. And with, relate as much as you can on that story, if you don't mind. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, something that came out from, you know, a few different members of the media from last week that, you know, Dave was a little upset that nobody showed up to the, to the media and to the day before, you know, the game press conference. And he kind of gave the media a little bit of a tongue lashing after the West semifinal. So a little bit of the frustration coming out, a little bit of, of, of venting, but it's also another example of not only how the leagues changed, but how the media landscapes changed in this country. You know, 
We were talking about that with some media members, you know, last night, and you would know this firsthand. Um, you know, you'd have competing newspapers that would each have three or four or five sports writers. Now you're lucky if you got two or three between the two organizations, you know, right. to try and cover everything. It's tough. Well, Darren represented the Rod Peterson show was at the Grey Cup media party last night. So let the record show the Rod Peterson show is at the 110th Grey Cup. Rider Radio is not. But these coaches are never going to get it. That's right, Dave. That's right, Dickie. Let's give a tongue lashing to the people that are there. Like it's their fault. Why don't you wait till Monday, pick up the phone and call the media outlets that weren't there? You know, but that's it's life. And he's just mad that his team lost the game. Let's be honest with you. We all know that. But it's not what it was. And the day before news conferences back in the day were in crammed rooms, bursting at the seams with reporters and camera people and you name it. And now there's nobody there. No, not one friggin' person. Just it says something what it says. I'm not totally sure, but it says something. Now, moving on to another thing. The reason I brought up that the focus of Grey Cup week doesn't always remain on the teams, even though you'd like to think that it would. It doesn't always. Bo Levi trade last year is a good example of that. Point four of our quick six. Toronto Argonauts quarterback Chad Kelly did not shake hands with the Alouettes at the end of the East final this past weekend, but it wasn't because of bad sportsmanship. He says he wasn't feeling well. Says he had a concussion. It revealed on Wednesday that he suffered a severe concussion. I read this on 3downnation.com. Chad Kelly was not pulled from the game by the league's concussion spotter, nor was he able to pinpoint exactly when this concussion occurred, but he suspects it may have happened as early as the first quarter. Now, this is bothering me considerably, but I've realized this is one thing, Darren, I've realized really, I, got, I can't take on other people's stuff. I got enough to waste my energy on, let alone everybody else's fight. And I don't know Chad Kelly personally, but he didn't shake hands. He threw two pick sixes. They turned the ball over nine times. They lost 38-17, one of the biggest upsets in CFL history. And now he's saying he was hurt. I don't know whether to believe him or not. I had a football guy from Mississippi write me and say, Rod, he's a spoiled brat and always been a jerk. And I'm like, I'll be honest, Darren, there's a lot of people would have said that about me. And you know what? I was a spoiled brat and I was a jerk, but I changed. That's why I jumped on this Chad Gelly uh, bandwagon because, because I changed. I can I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Right. I want to see them change, but I don't know the guy. I don't need to fight Chad Kelly's fight. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I just, there's people that still won't get off my back for the way that I used to be. That's their problem. Not mine because life now is awesome for me. And I want to see Chad Kelly do the same thing, but I don't know him well enough to say, is this just an excuse or cause like they said, they, they didn't pull him from the game. Nobody knows when this happened. So do you think he's making excuses or has a legitimate story? It, I don't know if we'll ever really know. I mean, you know, again, history is going to judge him based on what happens next. Yeah. You know, not based on, you know, he said, she said, or what, you know, may or may not have happened in this game. He'll be judged on. Is he going to go continue to win football games? And is he going to be a good person moving forward? 
you know, but we want to pick at it and try and find a way to, you know, to judge him if he's, if he's, you know, good or bad right now. And unfortunately we're just not going to know. And, you know, with tonight being the, uh, the CFL awards and he's up for most outstanding player. If he wins that, I mean, geez, uh, we're, we're going to talk about it even more that maybe he shouldn't, you know, someone's going to say something, um, you know, it's going to come out tonight later today. Maybe. I mean, we watched the game. I, I saw the same thing you people all did with HD now. You don't miss a flipping thing. When his eyes were going. That didn't look normal. We've established that. Is that a sign of the concussion? I don't know the guy. Maybe he does that when he wakes up in the morning. I'm not sure. But it just it, it, it bothers me that all year long. He was the golden boy. And it was because of his play. And now people want to turn around and trounce him. That I have a big problem with. But that's just me. I'm just putting it out there. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Mark writes in. He is in Burlington, Ontario. He said, Rod, my TV has five TSN channels, and not one of them will broadcast the Player Awards show tonight that I would love to watch. WTF is wrong with this broadcaster slash league. Don't know. I'm just putting that on record, Mark. You're just putting it out there. I'm not going to cast any dispersions on what TSN does or doesn't do. They've always been really good to me. And you never hear me complain about their coverage. Not that I can remember. Brian in uh, Hudson Bay, the Moose Capital, writes in. He says, with so many more teams now than in the old days, lots more coaching changes. But now it's the players getting coaches fired if they don't want them. Would have this ever happened in the days of the original six? Did players get coaches fired back then? I don't remember that happening. No, but that was probably not good either because the players had zero rights then and were oppressed and taken advantage of. It swung so much the other way. The players have way too much power now, but it was way too much the other way then. At least these guys are getting rich now. Uh, Moose, is Manny ready to go? Joey. Oh, is Joey's next? Okay, Joey Alfieri of the Montreal Alouettes. Thank you. Coming up next on our special Grey Cup Week coverage, we'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. All right, welcome back, everybody. Our special Grey Cup Week coverage continues. The 110th Grey Cup coming up this Sunday, Montreal versus Winnipeg, 6 p.m. Eastern, TSN and CFL. Plus, and uh, our next guest promises this is going to make some great TV. Joey Alfieri joining us from MontrealAlouettes.com. Lays Alouette. Okay, Joey. Thanks, by the way, for taking the time out on a busy Grey Cup week. I, I feel like I just need to turn it over to you. The floor is yours, man. I, I feel that you have something to say. No, I just, I, I mentioned when Clark booked me on the show, I said I would only come off right made a public apology to, to Alouette's nation. That's all. Well, you're going to have to tell me why I would need to. <laughs> okay. A team and quarterback maybe. by God? Roddy, really? A team quarterback yeah. by God couldn't beat the Argos? Well, the reason, by the okay. way, if you, read this, if you read the small print, Joey, it was Rod after reading the game yeah. notes was the number one thing. I was okay. like, all the stats favor Toronto, right? So I'm like, that was my whole thing. A team quarterback, by God, couldn't beat that. And number two, every pick I make goes wrong. 
So I picked Hamilton <laughs> to beat you in the semifinal. I picked Toronto to beat right. you in the final. And I'm picking Winnipeg to beat you in the Grey Cup because I want you to win. So there will be no Perfect. damn apology. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, listen, if you keep, uh, I mean, if, if you keep picking against Montreal, I mean, Roddy keep picking against Montreal. I mean, that you, that's, that's the, that's what you can do for us. Then uh, that's absolutely perfect. So I appreciate it. But all kidding aside, you know, you know, you're a good buddy. I'd do anything for you. So I uh, just having some fun, but it was a funny quote when I saw it. You're worrying me, man. I broke into a sweat here. I'm like, Joey can't think he's not my guy, man. <laughs> Cody's my guy. No, no. Um, yeah, no, no. listen, I teed you up on this in the break. And to be honest, when I heard you were coming on is the very first thing I wanted to ask you. I heard some fans say, very lucky for these new owners to be going to the Grey Cup in year one. I'm like, no, I don't I don't think that's it because it does start at the top. How much does the new ownership have to do with the success of this team and where they are right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like the football people are are what makes it go. But I mean, having that stability at the ownership level after you know, the, the winter uh, that the entire organization kind of endured when, you know, owned by the CFL and then Mr. Pelado stepped in and has really done a remarkable job, you know, bringing back Mark Waitman, who's, who's, you know, a guy who worked for the Baltimore Stallions before coming back to Montreal and worked in the organization for over 20 years and um, is back now. So uh, just that stability uh, that's, that's come in where, you know, you don't have to worry about if things are going to get done or not. Um, that's uh, that's a big time deal. It's never fun to be owned by the league. Um, thankful that you know that they stepped in and did that um, while they while they were looking for another owner. But you know, just what Mr. Pelado and 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 his people have done uh, has uh, has been remarkable uh, for the organization, and they're they're definitely a big part of of what's going on here. And this run to the Grey Cup, there's no doubt about that. That's the thing. I wanted to put it to you to answer it. Andrew Stout writes in. I feel like you know him. He says, Joey, miss you on TSN 690. I have not listened to them since you and another well-known guy left. LOL. That's from Andrew. I know you don't want this interview to be about you. You want it to be about the Alouettes, Joey, but let's put it this way. You went from the radio to working for a team. Oh my God. I'm sure you had the odd sleepless night. That's the kind of stuff that makes you feel alive, right? But can be stressful at times too. Uh, for sure. I mean, listen, radio, I mean, you know uh, better than I do. You did it longer than I did, Rob. But like, you know, radio is great, but there are times where it does get stressful too. But, you know, I, I think you know, I'm blessed to be in this situation that I'm in, to be around a really great group of, of men, women, guys. This, I mean, this is a great locker room and everybody, you know, helps me out as much as they possibly can. So zero regrets about making the move to radio. Uh, this is where I need to be. Blessed to be here. And this ride has just been incredible. Good stuff. So tell me how this team went from being picked ninth by the experts at CFL.ca to being in the Grey Cup. Maybe they weren't as bad as everybody thought, and, but was that a rallying cry? How, how did they prove everybody wrong, I guess, is the question I'm asking you. I mean, it's funny, Roddy. Like, when these signings were made, and I, and I, in my own mind, I try to be as objective as possible too, right? Like, I try to call it like it is. And when I saw the pieces that were brought in, I, like I look at it on paper and to me, I mean, Cody Fajardo's played at a high level in this league. They brought in all, you know, they brought in Justin Lawrence, won a great cup. Siante Evans has won a great cup. Like they brought in guys. And I was like, okay, I don't understand why everyone's picking this team uh, to finish in the bottom. Um, and yeah. like, they've, they, I mean, even, even before, you know, to me, there's, there's two different versions of this team. There's the pre-September 15 and the post-September 15. But even the pre-September 15, maybe weren't firing on all cylinders like they are now. But that's still a very good football team. It's a team in the end that ended up winning 11 games. Now they've won two more in the playoffs and 
you know, dominant fashion. But, you know, to me, there was never a doubt in my mind that this would be a playoff team. I understand if you're, if you're national and you don't follow the team on the day-to-day and you see Trevor Harris, Gino Lewis, Jake Winicky, Darius Pickett and co, you know, go out the door. I, you know, I understand, but the football people um, at the management level and at the coaching level have done an unbelievable job. But to me, there's no doubt in my mind, even in February, when I'm looking at the roster, this is a talented roster. This is a team that I felt could maybe compete for the East division is what I was saying. But to me, it was a slam dunk playoff team. So the success, the fact that they made the playoffs and hosted a playoff game, that didn't surprise me. The fact that they were ninth in the power rankings didn't surprise me either. It takes, seems like it takes a lot uh, for this team to get respect because even when they strung together a couple wins at the beginning of the year, you know, they weren't being moved up the power rankings too, too much. It took a little while. Um, but no, I mean, to me, there was never a doubt that this is a talented team. And in the end, thankfully, they ended up proving me, uh, they ended up proving me right. I'm not right often, Roddy, especially not at home. <laughs> but every once in a while, I'm right. Oh, good that I'm not the only one that makes bad picks. But I'll tell you, Walby... On Tuesday here, said the Alouettes, he goes, I think they're just happy to be here. Westwood yesterday picked a bloodbath by Winnipeg. I'm sure that plays right uh-huh. into you guys' hands. You're probably okay with hearing this stuff. Honestly, I don't even think the guys know, uh, to be totally honest with you. I, like, I'm not sure that the guys are aware of the clip. And, and those are two guys that I respect. You know, like I... I have a lot of respect for both of their careers. Uh, the thing is this, I've, I've, and with all due respect, I haven't seen Chris Walby here uh, around the Montreal Alouette, so I'm not sure where that comes from. Um, I don't know if he's in Hamilton or not, but I can tell you he hasn't been around our group. <laughs> so the players don't really follow what's going on uh, in that sense. I saw the quote, and again, nothing but respect for his career. CFL on CBC, I grew up with that, was my favorite analyst, love Chris. I haven't seen Chris around, so I'm not sure where that comes from. Um, but I mean, if that's if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. It's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, having no problem. having said that, your guys were all tweeting me after the East final, so some of them saw my God quote. Did you did you put him in front of him, Joey? How did they? I'm telling you, your players were sending it to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great quote. I mean, Roddy, it was a, that's a fantastic quote. But the thing is, it could also backfire on you. I think the way you guys might have built the graphic might have been. It might have Sensational. been mis- misleading to, to what maybe you intended to say. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, as, as, a, as someone I consider a buddy, I'm glad you got a little bit of flack. I'm sure you deserve it for something that you might have got, you know, uncriticized for in the last few years. Yeah, well, I'd be more <laughs> upset if they weren't uh, reacting <laughs> to things we said. Tell me something about Cody Fajardo, another great Italian boy like yourself. Uh, just tell me something about Cody. How's he? Because I've kind of stayed out of his hair for the most part. Haven't talked to him in a few months. You know, I'm I'm his biggest backer, not named Fajardo. Um, tell the viewers something about about him and what he's done this year. I mean, just the so I never had no, no interaction with Cody before February. I you know I obviously knew who he was, but I've never ever dealt with him before. Um, and just the thing I would tell you is competitor um warrior um but just a classy dude like just a great great guy and to me you know when i saw that signing come across the wire you know i i knew that the alouettes would be uh in good hands um you know he missed a couple games this year but clearly you know had been playing through some stuff and just a warrior just a gritty guy and i just i think that partnership um with coach moss has just been unreal like that those two working together 
um, has been really, really sharp, um, and it's really helped uh, the Alouettes offense. Like, I know that the defense is going to grab all the headlines from last week and from this season. They totally deserve it. The special teams have had three kick return touchdowns since the Edmonton game in the middle of October. So those two units get a lot of love. But I think watching the offense work, they do more than just stay out of the way. You know, they're more than game managers. There's times where they strung together some impressive drives at BMO Field to kill some clock. Um, and I think that's a skill that that doesn't go noticed. There's been, at times, you know, there's a couple drives, especially in these playoffs, that championship offenses go on. You know, if I go back to uh, the Hamilton game, you know, Hamilton went on an extended drive after an interception. They kicked the field goal to make it a five-point game. You know, Fajardo and the offense come right back. They get down the field. They score the Jake Hardy touchdown, make it a two-possession game. They put it to bed. The Argos score um, the the touchdown late to make it a two-possession game. Montreal gets the ball back. There's six, seven minutes left at BMO Field. They went on a long drive. They ended up having to punt it away because of a penalty, but they took it from the shadows of their own goalpost, and they're able to move uh, into Toronto territory, and they killed about five minutes uh, of clock. So to me, there's just this offense has shown um, championship qualities, championship drives throughout these playoffs that I don't think are recognized enough. They're overshadowed, which is weird to say about an offense in the CFL. But it starts with Jason Moss and Cody Fajardo and everyone else follows. And, you know, Cody's just been, he's been unbelievable. That's been a really nice pickup. So thank you to the people in Regina for that one. We what, appreciate I'll it. tell you what, when he went through that and left Regina for the last time, I, we talked and I said, this will make you stronger down the line. You'll emerge better for this because he was so down. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and I, think, I didn't, I didn't think it would happen this fast. Yeah. I think, and in fairness, like sometimes, right. Like, you know how professional football is, you know, it just, sometimes it's just time to move on. So, you know, people, I know there's people out there in Regina that, you know, want to blame the riders for the way everything went down, but you know, they know the situation, they knew what they needed to do. And, and sometimes it's just time for, two sides to to split and then you know maybe both sides will be better off like i don't know if trevor harris had stayed healthy this year you know if he didn't go out with that unfortunate injury i, I don't know what would have happened but sometimes it's just a split but i can tell you i think everyone's happy with the way it worked out here in montreal it's been great uh, no kidding all right well i'm picking the bombers to win there you go joe perfect you got me you got me good one <laughs> thanks for the time man thanks guys have a good one Joey Alfieri joining us from MontrealAllowettes.com live from Great Cup Week. We will be right back with a sports update, a quickie right after this on Game Plus, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 